0: Hi, guys. Sean and I have some exciting news. Uh, we have created official Twitter and Instagram accounts for the Oh, Mr. Sheffield podcast. It is at O oh, Mr. Chef pod on both platforms. And that is Oh, Mr. Chef with two Fs. So O oh, Mr. Chef pod. Check it out. Follow us. It's going to have all the latest and greatest from us about this show. Um, and we hope you like it.
1: Now enjoy the episode Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE. The, the blushing,
0: blushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. And
1: now the fun is fun to be gone. Watch <laughs> out, CC
0: And the kids are finally smiling. So, to be. Yeah. All right. Da, 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 <clears throat> All right. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> definitely leave this in
1: that's how she became <laughs>
0: e- <and Annie. laughs> i want this to be my wedding song
1: <laughs> i want it to be my wedding song too but we're going to be marrying different people <laughs> but- and, then, and then if we we're stay friends and we invite those people with us to the other person's wedding they'll be like wait a minute you use the same wedding song so so now it's, it's a race to the
0: altar Hi,
1: everyone. You're listening to Oh, Mr. Sheffield with your co-hosts, Shondi Pasquale and Toria Sheffield. Hello. That's Toria. I'm I'm Sean. That's Toria, just to be (laughs) clear. Um, Yeah. And yeah, so today we are here to discuss uh, episode five of The Nanny. Here comes uh, The Nanny season one, and the episode is called Here Comes the Brood. Uh, Which is, of course, a play on "Here Comes the the Bride," right? Like,
0: yes. And this is the episode where Cece takes the kids to the zoo, and then Gracie runs away to see Fran in Flushing.
1: Yeah, and and it's on Fran's day off. Yes, and this episode was written by Diane Wilk. Is credited as the writer on this episode, and she, uh, I looked, I took a peep at some of her credits. She's like, "Eh," she was a TV writer. Um, she wrote one episode of Herman's head, which I, if I, if I, if there's ever another TV rewatch podcast that I do, it's going to be Herman's head.
0: Sean, Um, Sean, I am not kidding you right after this, go to my Facebook wall and look at what my older brother wrote on the first post I did about this. He said, your next podcast should be about Herman's head. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Okay.
1: I guess that's what we're doing next, Herman's Head. Um, But yeah, so she wrote an episode of Herman's Head, which if you haven't seen it, that's a whole different podcast, which we'll get into. I guess
0: you can do it with another Sheffield. You can do it with Kit Sheffield.
1: (laughs) Um, No, that one I'm going to co-host with Fred Drescher.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Mix it up. Throw people for a
1: tailspin. Um, Yeah, so she wrote. uh, Looks like 16 episodes of The Nanny. Uh and then she wrote uh, Living with Fran, which I believe was the follow-up sitcom that was just about Fran Drescher though. It wasn't about like the nanny character, right?
0: Oh, you're I mean, I don't know, you're actually hitting me with some new knowledge. I didn't even dig that deep.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Living with Fran was like uh, it was not about uh the same character. She played char- a character named Fran Reeves and it was like a different it was a different thing, <laughs> but she loves playing people named Fran.
0: Well, Lucille Ball had like, you know, there was I Love Lucy. And then I yeah. think I remember there was a different it, it like wasn't I Love Lucy, but she was like Lucy in like a different yeah. series. And it and unfortunately, it just never packs the same punch as the first. It's like, yeah, it's like when um, it's like when Dana Carvey did his spinoff <laughs> sketch show.
1: <laughs> like oh, yeah. you
0: wanted to be what you know, and then they try to be a little different and it doesn't Is work. It-
1: I love the Deanna Carvey sketch style, though
0: though. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a third podcast no else, we got to do.
1: No one else loved it, but that was, it was a great show. <laughs> that's our third podcast. Um, I, um, so, yeah. So, this episode was – um, I liked well, we,
0: it. It's Well, I was going to say, it seems like we kind of had some conflicting feelings on this one. Because my first note is really solid episode, too many good lines to count. And right before we started recording, Sean, you informed me that you, you were like, meh. You were okay with it,
1: yeah. I so my note um, by the end was um, just okay. First half, much better second half. Um, Interesting. Well, so yeah. Hmm,
0: I wa- well, I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to sort of dissect let's, let's this, break it
1: down. We for yeah, the break people. this down. Really, just yeah. dig
0: in yeah. um, because I wrote. I literally wrote. Great setup. Um, CC come like the beginning of the episode starts with basically CC coming over and she witnesses. Fran getting the family ready for their day and I it was just to me a really fun scene like Fran's in her bathrobe she's holding a mug of coffee and you know she's like lining the kids up and she's like Brighton good luck on your math test you know Mm -hmm. Maggie like oof let me take that headband off and it's like literally Mm -hmm. she's so familiar with this family that she turns around to Mr. Sheffield and like they almost kiss each other goodbye um (laughs) which is like you know in this very like much an indicator of where they are right now, and they kind of like jump away from each other. And I think also in that scene, she's like, "Oh, you got some schmutz on your face," and she licks her, you know, tissue and rubs it on his face. So we really get this like this insight into where into their comfort level as like a yeah. little family unit now.
1: Is um, um, is schmutz the Yiddish word of the week?
0: It is. I did I did record it down. Yes, yeah, so I think it's okay. the only Yiddish word in this episode.
1: Same. Same, um, yeah. So, sh- so should we do that? We should talk about what schmutz is.
0: Well, we we can, and I actually like I gave this one a little flair this week because I figured yeah. that everyone's already heard schmutz, and schmutz. that's another softball. Like, yeah. um, so let me go. Let me go to our Yiddish phrase. It comes up pretty early in the app. I okay, so it's schmutz, which yeah. means dirt, filth, or grime. Yeah, schmutz.
1: Um, you got um, a and a little schmutz on you.
0: Hmm. Um, and the little like extra fact I added in was um, apparently the English language has been particularly receptive to earthy terms from Yiddish. So things that are sort of like dirt or ground or grass. And I didn't really look into what other words those would be. But apparently like English has absorbed those words from Yiddish like pretty, pretty well. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I always well, like that stuff. Sort of like what we've taken from German and French, and how it all becomes this like weird know, hodgepodge.
1: Yiddish has a lot of like, um, you know, uh, like yenta, and like it's got a lot of words that don't really sound like English words. But schmutz, uh, you know, aside from maybe the tz at the end, there, you know, schm like the, those sounds are are are. Are used a lot in the English language, so it kind of makes sense to me that that word would be like more easily assimilated into into language than than maybe words that have like less commonly used consonants.
0: I I am not a linguist, and I will I will never pretend to be. So <laughs> i I can only say that sounds right to me. Um, and I felt like I learned something new uh, this week when I read that. That's, yeah, that's but fascinating. But, yeah, so first scene is CeCe witnessing Fran just being, like, so familiar and comfortable with the Sheffields. And it instantly makes her feel threatened. Um, And so sort of, like, the central drive of this episode is in an attempt to try to prove to Mr. Sheffield that, like, she's also great with kids and would be, like, a great wife. She uh, says, I want to go to the zoo tomorrow with you. It'll be, like, a family day. Um, and what ends up happening is Mr. Sheffield gets a toothache and he can't go, which means Cece has to take the kids to the zoo herself on Fran's day off. Um, so that's like the, the main plot, the A plot. And then there's this B plot that Fran on her day off is going to be a bridesmaid at her cousin's wedding. Yes. We can, we can get into that because that's, it's all going to tie together. That's
1: that's where the episode eventually Culminates is at the, yes. the wedding.
0: Yes. yes. Well, because what happens is the kids go to the zoo with Cece and it's a total disaster. And yep. it actually ends with them saying how much they love Fran and, like, you know, how much Fran is better than Cece. And she, like, loses it and basically yep. says, the only reason Fran spends time with you is because she's paid to.
1: Right.
0: Um, and this causes Maggie to run out, or not Maggie, Gracie to run out, really upset. Which leads us to sort of where this episode really gets going, like about halfway through. Um, and basically Fran is in the Fran is in her parents' apartment. They're getting ready to head out to this wedding reception. And like Fran's wearing this like completely absurd, hilarious dress. It's like it's like the most like grotesque thing you've ever seen. Um it's very, very uh what's the word? Very tacky. And it's like she oh, and her mom. Yeah,
1: it's like is that that's like the pink a hot pink dress with the giant, f- like, bows all the way down it, and like, flowers yes. all the way down it. Yeah. It is, and It is. I would describe it as garish. It is yes. garish.
0: And don't you think this was such a great scene, though, with her mom when they're getting ready? Because, yes. like, the best part is, so, you know, she's trying to zip her mom up into this dress, and she's like, uh, mom, this I'm not fitting, sure about these.
1: Yes. This ill-fitting, very tight dress that the mother is clearly, like, like, not the right it's not the right size dress for the mom it's like a size too small you know and so she's like yeah she's like crammed into it like a sausage casing and it's got all these straps in the back
0: and the thing is fran's like i'm not sure about these straps you look like a ham And, and the mom goes the sales, the sales girl said i looked like a dream and fran goes maybe oscar myers
1: which yeah. So and then silly. the mom goes, I hope she chokes on her commission, <laughs> which <laughs> oh, <but> that, all- <laughs> right out of my grandma's mouth. I hope she chokes on her commission.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then like, uh, I truly had a laugh out moment when um the Fran's mom goes, oh, it's almost six o'clock. We, you got to comb your father's hair. At which point Fran <laughs> grabs a toupee <laughs> and yeah. starts combing it out. um and they're arguing over like which way to part the toupee based on like which eye is smaller on her father's face it was just like it was a very funny scene um we kind of get this slice of life into like fran's world in queens um at which point there's this knock on the door and it's gracie who has run away from home after this horrible day at the zoo with Cece
1: in a Um, limo (laughs) she (laughs) says i ran away to the limo, and then the limo yeah. took her here. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think um, there was some line where, um, oh, she said, I ran away, I took the limo. And Fran goes, when I ran away, I took a banana. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she also said, who runs away from Park Avenue to Flushing? He ran in the wrong direction. <laughs> um, but I wanna- so, you know, and it's, it's just set up really, you know, right at this point that um, clearly uh, Gracie has this very strong emotional connection with Fran. And that's sort of who she runs to when she's feeling upset. Um, But it creates Mm -hmm. this situation where now, obviously this seven year old is no longer in her home and is missing.
1: So the, there's a couple of things before we go into like the second half of this episode. Um, So like, it's interesting how Cece's jealousy becomes like very clear in this episode. She's like obviously very jealous of Fran, But, like, I think the show kind of solidifies her in this episode as, like, she is not good with kids and she doesn't really like these kids. And that basically just makes her interested in Maxwell's, like, life and money. Like, I don't think that she's in love with Maxwell. I don't don't think you can be – I don't know. It doesn't – to me, it doesn't track that she, like, genuinely is in love with him and everything about his life. She just, like, wants to be with this powerful person who has money. And like she sees herself as having put this time and work in. And so she like deserves it. But like she sucks. And she's like mean. And like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode does not do her any favors in the in the in the sense that like it doesn't make her seem like oh, maybe she is a good match for Maxwell. She's clearly not. And like this just I think solidifies her as that. So I found that interesting that they they don't really. I don't really remember if eventually they soften her and kind of make her like a maybe a possible competition to Fran, but like right now she's just a foil. She doesn't come off as a threat at all.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not like a love triangle by any means. Like you no. know, it, but it, that's very that's very sitcommy. Like that's her role. She is the person to make Fran look better and the person for us to like collectively laugh at and dislike. Um, It's certainly not like, I don't think at this point, what episode five we're under like no illusion that Mr. Sheffield might end up with Cece. It's just, it's fun to laugh at her like trying and failing.
1: Yes. Um, The other thing is, and I don't, I don't know if this happened to you, but I ended this episode and I was like, I went, Oh, who played Fran's dad? And then I went back and I was like, wait, do we never actually meet Fran's dad? I thought we met him because they talk about him. And like, it turns out you don't actually ever meet Fran's dad this episode, even though he's mentioned multiple times as if he's there. Um, And I, I thought that was really interesting that like, you never see this guy. Like he's off screen getting ready in the apartment and then they go to the, the wedding. And at one point she goes, um, you know, she screams, she's like, Morty, get over here and meet them. And then they're like, exchange some more dialogue. And then she goes, I gotta go bring Morty a plate. And she like walks off. And they never address why he didn't walk over there. Like, so wait, did you do we notice meet that? him?
0: Do we meet? I did notice that. And I had that same thought where I was like, hmm, I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, we never actually see him on screen, but we, but we do, is what you're saying. We will.
1: Eventually. I don't know if we do. I don't know.
0: Mm, I, I, for some reason, I'm. Maybe
1: I didn't want to Google it because I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like a running gag like that they never actually show her dad for whatever reason. I I wonder if they just hadn't cast him yet. You know, I mean, there's a lot of extras in this episode, the party. So it's like I can see from a sitcom budgeting perspective where you're like, eh, it's fine. We'll get to him later, you know? Yeah.
0: And well, (laughs) so um, this... Leads to you know Fran calls Mr. Sheffield and is you know basically informs oh, him. Oh wait, that- wait,
1: one more thing oh. I forgot in that in that last chunk of of scenes we discussed is we missed right before Gracie shows up at the house they're like getting ready to go and her mom goes get me my shoes and Fran crosses to the freezer <laughs> and opens the freezer and pulls her shoes out and she's like mom I don't understand why you just can't wear real leather shoes. And and she's like, these are better, and my feet sweat less in them.
0: <laughs> and- or no, it's it's they're cheap, which make her feet sweat, which is why right. she puts them in the freezer. In the
1: freezer, right?
0: <laughs> it
1: have you done that? Be- is that a thing? I've never seen anyone do that before. Is that a I thing had, people
0: did? I had never seen it before, but it, I, it, you know, I don't know if it's a real thing. It seems like it would be very painful and uncomfortable, but he definitely, um, you know, just like leans into. They, these are not uh, a cla- they're, they're, not a classy family. Right. <laughs> and, right. Right. Um, and um, then, and then when
1: Gracie shows up, I, I, just kind of jotted down that cause you've, you've brought it up on the previous couple of episodes. You know, this is one of the, the first episodes where we kind of see what this show could have been in a world where the oldest sister didn't exist. And, and I think we actually get a run of them, you know, cause we've watched a couple I've had of, of this recording. I think we actually get kind of a run of, of a look of that, of like, what, what is the show without the teenage daughter sort of being the, the story like engine. Um, and, and a lot of it obviously hinges on Grace's emotional attachment to Fran, because of I'm course sure. Fran is like replacing their deceased mom. And like, so of course there's going to be, and she's the youngest, and 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 a girl so like there's a lot there to like where she she's and this is like think the first of the first chunk of episodes where we really acknowledge like oh gracie has like an attachment now to fran yeah more than just like her nanny
0: and i mean i love i love this these threads of this show like this is you know it's Again, it's very heartwarming. It's very, it's a very satisfying thing to watch, like watching these kids kind of blossom and come out of their shells. And um, it, it was funny. One of my, I'm cutting ahead, but one of my favorite lines is when Gracie shows up to Fran's parents' apartment. Her mother just leans in and is like. I forget what the, oh, she goes, she leans in. She goes, oh, she's adorable. Do you want a scooter pie? Which I Googled. (laughs) And that's like a, a New York based moon pie brand. And Fran just like, that's your first question. Like, like a seven year old appears at our doorstep miles yeah. from home. And you ask her if she just, you know, wants a scooter pie. But I,
1: well, one of my notes was I, I, I wrote down um, really appreciate all of the friends, mom that we're getting. I liked all of the Sylvia in this episode. Oh. Um, I loved all of the Sylvia that we got. Um, so yeah. So, okay. So they, they, for, Gracie shows up, she's run away from home. She's upset because of this thing that Cece said to her about how Fran's only spending time with you because she gets paid to. Um, and then they, they sort of hash that out there, right?
0: Well, sort of. Well, no, it's just that Or they, comes... they
1: go to the wedding first.
0: Yeah. So the thing okay, that kind so of is like a very wedding. comedic, a comedic setup is that, they call Mr. Sheffield and he's like, Oh, I'll be right there. And, and Fran's like, no, no, no. Like we're out the door to a wedding. You have to meet us at this wedding in Astoria, right. Which is just like, you know, rife for some, uh, lowbrow low comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so indeed, like he had CC show up at this completely over the top wedding reception yep. where this is, this was what I really reminded me of my grandma, uh, Fran's mother keeps ma- trying to make sure that she's getting her fifty dollars worth out of this wedding <laughs> because she they had given you know clearly the bride and groom a, like a check for fifty dollars so it's like she's uh, she's uh, disappointed in the chicken she wants to take home a flower piece because she thinks she's entitled that's, to it that's it's my
1: like, line of the episode is I I love the line she goes ma what are you? she's holding this gigantic I cannot describe how overly sized this like gigantic centerpiece table like. Flower centerpiece thing is. And she's like, Ma, what are you doing? And she goes, Why shouldn't I have a little centerpiece for my $50? And it's like, (laughs) It kills me. Why shouldn't I have a little centerpiece? It's not little. And it's like, (laughs) Why shouldn't I just kill me? And it's
0: very much like, you know, doing the calculus of how much money you have given and how much (laughs) you should get back. And like, it is. Guess it's beyond a negative stereotype to Jewish people, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes rings true it's, to certain families. I mean, it's
1: very accurate. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty many, of
0: non-Jewish families yeah. where the same thing holds true. But yes. um, I definitely, I saw a little of yes of my family um, in that.
1: I also love th- that Sylvia instantly hates Cece, like with yeah. no real prompting. She hates her when she first walks in Cece because she's gone. She's gotten these like. I don't even know what kind of outfit you'd call that. In it's written.
0: like a safari outfit.
1: It's not though, but like it is, it's like a fashionable one though. It's like a very, whatever, it's very expensive kind of one. And she walks in and Franz mom goes, who's the park ranger? <laughs> 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 and it, like, it's just great that she instantly hates her. And then another great Sylvia line is, so they get to the party and, they get to the wedding and uh Gracie ha- gets you know gets very emotional she runs into the bathroom and and um Fran and uh Mr. Sheffield just- are looking for her and she's like uh Fran says ma have you seen Gracie and her mother goes if she's five if she's three two and not a Jew, she's in the powder room crying her eyes out. Yeah, I love another- that exact line. <laughs>
0: if, if she's three two and not a Jew, she's in the powder room crying her little eyes out.
1: <laughs> she's yeah. just, man, give me more Sylvia episodes. That's, I, I love it. I love it. Was, her.
0: It was, yeah, really, really fun, like kind of set piece of this episode. Yeah. And I love that the episode like culminates there. And then for me, it was really, really heartwarming because basically like once CeCe yeah. and Mr. Sheffield get there, you know, um, Mr. Sheffield tries to take Gracie home. And and Gracie being a little kid is like, well, we can't leave. You know, they're about to serve dessert and we're going to have schnapps. And like she's totally like in it in terms of this wedding and this party. And Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, but, you know, it's it's Miss Fine's day off. And that's when my, uh, Gracie's like. Oh, so like you do only spend time with me because you're paid to. And that's when she runs off and you know, right. is crying in the bathroom and it leads to like this moment where Fran goes in to find her and basically is like, you know, she sits on her lap and goes, like, "Yes, I do get paid to spend time with you, but I don't get extra for loving you." Yeah. Which was really really sweet and then leads into a very I thought like solid moment where, you know, uh Gracie comes out of the bathroom with Fran, she goes to dance with her dad and Fran like redirects her energy to Cece and like yeah. basically gives her like a look that will get death
1: stare. Yeah. A yeah death yeah. stare.
0: She goes over to her and starts with a little bit of pleasantries, but then goes, If you ever hurt my kids again, they'll be wiping your blue blood off the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is a great line. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you know, the audience is like, woo and clapping. And it's just, you're like, you know go fran it's just it it was a very very satisfying little uh, exchange between them
1: i wrote down um fran threatening cc is legit (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) um also uh there was a line i just wrote down i'm no ivana trump but then of course neither is she anymore um uh, I forget what sh- what friend said that in relation to, but I laughed at at an Ivana Trump reference. And
0: God, it's just-
1: <laughs> isn't it weird? It's so bizarre to think like what a joke that whole t- deal was for. So like, it was just he was a punchline, and his family was a punchline, and everything he did was a punchline. It's crazy. It was crazy to me. I was like, whoa,
0: they they made that reference like that. That was like still in the zeitgeist, but like it's. I don't know. it's it's, it's like that it really makes you feel like you're you've lived in the twilight zone for,
1: for a while it really does um,
0: um brings you my other thing that i
1: wrote down was um does this show pass the black test
0: um oh and for anybody who doesn't know although probably most people do now the black uh, the beckdelt test it's sort of like a feminist theory test and it's if there are uh, if a movie, but I guess a show could also apply, mm-hmm. um, does it have more than one female character? Um, two, are they both named? And three, do they have conversations about anything that's not a man? An, uh, a man in the story? Or like a man um, in the
1: equation, right?
0: Yes, and th- I think those are the three uh, pillars. And I mean, it depends. Do you consider, is Gracie considered, and like, because she's a kid, is she considered, like, Of quote unquote like woman character because she and Fran talk about lots of stuff. Right. Um, Well, that's
1: where I, I wrote this down because I do think that Fran, when it comes to the, the, the kid characters, like obviously that, that gets, that passes, although maybe not as much with Maggie, like depending on where this show goes, I forget what the future episodes are, but so far all we've seen of Maggie is just like about a boy. Um, and, you know, we don't really see very many other female characters on this show. And when we do, the conversation is usually about, like, Fran and Mr. Sheffield or her relation to Mr. Sheffield or her job with Mr. Sheffield, you know?
0: I mean, we talked about this a little when we talked about the pilot. Like, there's a lot of things that lean into some stereotypes. Um, yeah. But I do think Fran is a pretty well-rounded character, more so than I remembered. Actually, same, she's much same. smarter, much stronger and much yeah. less one dimensional than I remembered.
1: Yeah, same. Um, I, I remembered oh, her much more vapid, I guess. And she's not really vapid. In that yeah. Way, you
0: know? um, um, what else
1: think, you got for this app?
0: Oh, well. Oh, sorry. Go I was, ahead. I was going to quickly say that I think we ended up having to cut it out of the pilot episode for a time. But you had made this really good point um, where you basically said you think that like in – the cultural like memory for this show, everyone just remembers the voice and the ha and that has yeah. overshadowed the really good writing. The fact that, you know, F- Fran fine is a really um, funny dynamic character. Yeah. Um, and I, I was thinking about that, you know, as we've been oh, watching, i like, it's so true. There's, there's a lot more to this character than um just the sort of over the top, like, you know, gaudiness.
1: If I cut that out of the pilot, that was a mistake. Cause I, I- that was. Man. I love that line. I'm great.
0: Don't get used to me ever uh, saying you said something that I <laughs> cared about. You, that was you. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, that's
1: sort of the uh, motivator for wanting to kind of keep doing this show. Is that is that my memory of it was very much what you just described? And the more when I watched the pilot, I was like, oh, weird. And then the more we've dug in, I'm like, wow, this is not what I remember it being. And and then. I started to question, like, well, why do I remember it that way? And, like, I really think it's just because, like, that's what it was boiled down to in, like, media coverage and, like, you know, talk show jokes and, like, you know, SNL parody and, like, everything just gets distilled to, like, it's whatever, whatever like, the cultural agreement is of, like, it's, its like, core, but, like, it loses all nuance. And so then, like, my, me- you know, your memory of it becomes uh skewed right like because we both misremembered what this show actually was like
0: so it's like that's pretty much the episode it was it was i really loved it because i i really love um anything that really focuses on the continued like emotional bond between fran and the kids and i i loved the beginning when fran like almost kissed mr sheffield it very much spoke to that like as you said earlier in, in an earlier record like the heart of a rom-com. And they, you know, the they are destined to be together, but we're keeping them apart for arbitrary reasons, and they are just extending it for literally years. And I I yeah. love every time we get a little dose of that. Um, and I almost feel like unless you have more stuff to say, we can move on to our segments.
1: Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I give this episode uh, four out of five. Ha. So this is a it's, <laughs> it's not a
0: that's not gonna get annoying to people
1: i was trying to think of a uh the natty appropriate rating scale that was the best i could do in the moment um all right well what is our what let's let's yeah let's go to uh and now segments
0: segments uh with sean and foria uh so Uh. (laughs) um it's so funny because i feel like we were listeners we were like so high energy for the 20 minutes before we recorded we were like giggling and giddy and i feel like the second we uh started rolling for real we just
1: uh oh we, you don't we, feel like we, this is high energy i feel great I'm i think, I'm, out of I the think I'm just
0: hot i think i'm just overheated right now oh, i closed the ha- door to my room before we started recording are you having but, a hot flash <laughs> <laughs> in case you guys forgot we are jewish people <laughs> but it's so, okay we already did the yiddish phrase with that was yeah. schmutz um yes. and then Here's a little nanny fact for you. Um, it's not really related to anything. For, of the, uh, it's like apropos of nothing, which is interesting. But So in Italy, where the show is broadcast with the title La Tata.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Fran's name is Francesca, and her origins are not Jewish but Italian. She was born in Italy and later moved to the U.S. to live with her aunt Asanta, which is actually the character of Sylvia. So I'm Wait, a little confused. Is, I, that I sounds like
1: a an Italian remake
0: and Ita- an Italian reboot. Oh, yeah, yes. that's what,
1: that sounds like. They 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 were like, "Oh, this is a great idea, but it would make no sense to Italians because they don't know anything about Broadway or Jews or the, up 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 upper East Side New York or whatever." So they're like, "Let's just do it here in in Italy in
0: Napoli when love I mean- is free." If they if they didn't do it that way, then that would have been some of the craziest dubbing I've I've ever seen to <laughs> try to explain all of that backstory. Instead Let's of see. Mr. Sheffield, oh it's my like, gosh, who's you know, Mr. Sheffield? I guess Tata is a nanny.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey. in
0: Italian, interesting. <laughs> Tata. Um. I also just Googled, when I was googling this. I see. uh <laughs> people. People also ask, did the nanny marry Mr. Sheffield in real life? <laughs> Yes. You are so stupid. <laughs> um, okay. And then, okay. So, like, um, the final segment is Fran or Cece. Yeah. And I almost, I, co- I don't think either of us are the Cece, I but agree. I did say, and I said I would be the Fran because I love spending time with kids. And if anything, they hurt me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many times my little cousins, like, Negged me uh, Over that last week And all I wanted Was their love
1: (laughs) Wow Um, Yeah I love children They They don't really Neg me though But But I But I do like I do like Like I I love my niece And I can't wait To have kids of my own I I like I was so excited When our friend Had a baby Even
0: Yeah even, I though love my
1: like niece. A, even though it was a surprise baby, I was still like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, like instantly is excited. I was like, when can I see the baby? So, um, yeah. And then Elizabeth came home and I was like, when can we have a
0: baby? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and she's no, like, I, I wish you were yeah. less, uh, in touch with your emotions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Slow
0: your roll. Um, yeah. but no, yeah, I love all the little kids in my family. And, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, want them to be my forever friends. Yep.
1: Yeah. So two nannies this episode, no CCs. Um, and that's it. That's the end of segments. Uh, and now that's I'll play song? the, the segments uh, closing theme song. I'm going to add an opening and closing theme song. Are you? Mm, we'll see. If not, <laughs> just imagine one. <laughs> and now segments. So
0: segments yeah no i think we should move on to segments i just say we can move on to our segments and now segments segments uh with sean and Toria. that is, that is <laughs> that's an episode yeah that's the late del- that is i just a Bold, a bold, face, empty promise to our listeners. Well, look,
1: maybe they'll hear it a segment there or maybe they'll hear this hilarious bit that we did about a segment. I mean, uh, you know, a, a theme song. It's keep, great.
0: Keep them guessing, keep them guessing. Well, again, keep thank them- you guys for listening and please subscribe and like on whatever medium you are listening um, to this on.
1: Yeah, and leave a comment if that's an option. Like, basically, the more you interact with it, the more other people find it, because that's how the algorithm works, and that's super helpful to everybody, because mm-hmm. everyone needs to hear this podcast about the nanny.: <laughs> Yeah,
0: everybody. and of course, share it with your friends who uh, yeah. who enjoy the nanny.
1: Or are a nanny? If you know any nannies, they might get a kick out of it. It might be relatable to them. We'll start talking more about child rearing, too. Just in case <laughs> there's like some crossover there. <laughs> this
0: becomes a child psychology um, parenting podcast by two. <laughs> too shamelessly childish. Child uh, and me. childless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be a great that'd be a great pilot podcast. Child childish and childless. Yeah.
1: And it's us yeah. giving parenting tips. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> People can call in. We're just <laughs> full of ideas today, guys. All right, we'll let you go. You, you've got a big day ahead of you. We'll let you go. All
1: right, bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. The blushing Girl from blushing, The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I go, uh, uh, Miss Fine.